A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Kia ora and welcome to Our Changing World on RNZ National with me, Alison Balance. If you're a dog owner or even just a wannabe dog owner, and I know there are plenty of you out there, you'll have your own opinions about how smart your pooch is, whether or not dogs have emotions like you and I do, and how in tune our canine friends are with us. Alex Taylor has some thoughts and ideas on the subject, and he's putting them to the test. He's an evolutionary psychologist at the University of Auckland, and he's well known for his work on animal intelligence, especially with birds. Alex and students Rebecca Hassel, Amalia Bastos and Patrick Nylands are putting pet dogs through their paces in the clever canine lab. And I'm off to find out what it's all about. Initially I was really interested in bird intelligence because we kind of thought birds were bird-brained but the last kind of 10-15 years has shown that maybe they're brainy birds instead and I'm really curious about how intelligence evolves generally so you know why it is that we are so smart, whether other animals share some aspects of our intelligence, those kind of things. Now you're well known for your work with New Caledonian crows so tell me about that work just in a snapshot. Sure. So I've been working with the crows for around 10 years. Um, I was always fascinated by them because they kind of use and make tools and they make uh, hook tools, which is something that no other species apart from human does. Amazing. And now you've turned your attention from two-legged creatures to four-legged creatures. Yeah, absolutely. The dogs has always been a, a major fascination of mine. I'm really curious, always have been, about you know how dogs are thinking. Uh, I grew up myself with uh, black Labradors, and I think it was one of the animals that really just sparked my fascination with animal intelligence in general. You know, I'd always be curious about like you know what was going on between their ears how are they really thinking and so you know I started working with the birds because they were so underappreciated in terms of their intelligence and now I've kind of come full circle and I'm I'm back to working with dogs because it you know in the last 10 years just like with the birds we've got this newfound appreciation that dogs do some really intelligent things when it comes to their like social awareness their social intelligence uh, and I got very curious about trying to uncover something about the bond between owners and their dogs and kind of what's going on there. Studying the psychology of dogs and their emotional bonds with their owners is complicated and involves a lot of dogs. More than a hundred have so far come along to be tested, and today it's the turn of a five year old black Labrador. So I am Rowena Monsell, and my dog is Wilma. Hello, Wilma, and what's Wilma's history? Uh, so Wilma is a withdrawn guide dog. She started life on the guide dog program and she puppy walked with us and she did four months of her six months worth of training before she was withdrawn and now she's a pet. What's motivated you to come along today to be part of this experiment? I can't remember where I saw it, probably Facebook um, and I love dogs and animals in general and thought why not? She's a very enthusiastic volunteer. Oh, she really is, she's lovely. Some dogs are amazing. Some dogs um, 
have a really good time, but do their own thing. So we'll just see how she goes. She's very intense sniffing the mats, she, isn't she's she? She's really into the mats. Yeah, like this is about as intense as it gets. I mean, obviously the whole space has had a lot of dogs in, so it is very, very, very interesting for a dog. Wilma's off giving the clever canine laboratory a good sniff. And PhD students Amalia and Rebecca are talking with Rowena to decide exactly which experiments will suit the dog's personality. As an ex-guide dog, Wilma's been trained not to chase balls. So that automatically rules out one test. But there are plenty of others. is interested in kind of empathy and this idea that dogs seem to be sensitive to when we cry. So what kind of reaction would she normally have if she's seen you or a family member cry? She is very sucky. She loves her cuddles and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, I think she probably would come up and like have a look and see whether you're OK. OK, that's fantastic. At the moment, Amalia and Rebecca are both studiously ignoring Wilma. So the idea here is that the two experimenters aren't allowed to interact with the dog. Yes, so these are going to be one person being um, friendly to a dog and one person kind of ignoring them. So this is what we're going to do with Rebecca and Amalia today. So what they don't do beforehand is bias that by interacting with the dog for the first kind of quarter of an hour. So the antisocial person takes the dog in the room and they're eating small teasers. And what they do is they, they make the dog sit and then they eat the Maltese themselves. <laughs> And obviously we would never give chocolates to the dogs anyway, but, uh, and then they're also just the rest of the time they're ignoring the dog. Whereas what the, the positive person is doing is the positive person is eating Maltesers but themselves and not giving any food to the dog, but then they're also playing with the dog, stroking it, having a nice time. So this is our kind of good cop, bad cop. Each stage of the experiment is carefully timed, and the whole process is also filmed on several cameras, so it can be analysed later. Yeah, and put it away. Amalia goes off into a small side room with the woman and proceeds to ignore her. She's followed by good cop Rebecca, who gets to play with the dog. Did you enjoy that? Get down. The next stage of this experiment is to see whether the dog shows more empathy to someone who's been nice to it or to someone who ignored it. Amalia and Rebecca are going to be sitting on the floor and they're both going to be giving their best um, Oscar-worthy <laughs> crying. Beginning to cry in three, two, one, and go. <laughs> Would you like to explain what just? Uh, yeah, it's another another perfect result. So the the dog paid no attention whatsoever to either person crying and wandered around the room smelling and looking for treats. So about about what we've been seeing so far, this is at the pilot stage of something that we it'd be lovely if it did work, but. I have seen this before with, lab, with labs that they just kind of get on with it and look for the food. So let's but that's see. the whole thing with an experiment. You're not always going to get the results that you think or oh, expect. Gosh, no. I mean, and this is very exploratory. Like, I, I know, I, it would be amazing if dogs did this, but I would, I would have only put the odds at about 10% anyway. But it's just one of these fun, quick things that we can try out with, with the dogs and see if there's anything there. But yes, sometimes, sometimes your ideas work and sometimes you, you go on to the next thing, you know. So Wilma didn't respond to Amalia or Rebecca crying. But if they both call her, who will she choose? What we've been actually seeing is the dogs tend to approach the antisocial person more, and we think this might be because dogs have a tendency actually to just want to kind of form that social bond with someone who's not been nice to them. And that's what she did, straight to the yeah, antisocial yeah, person. Yeah, antisocial person. 
Now it's interesting that thing because quite often if you're in a room full of people, the person who's ignoring the animal, actually whether it's a dog or cat, that's the person they'll go yeah. to. Right, so again this is a totally unexpected result. We, we really thought that the dog would prefer to go towards the person that's been nice to them, but it's definitely going opposite what you intuitively might assume that you know, as humans we're nice to people that are nice to us, but then also you, know, you can think about your own experiences and think well, often if people try to push us away or they're not that nice to us, we do try to kind of impress them and, and be nice to them. So whether dogs are doing something similar is uh, a thing that we'll have to look into in future. Next up is an experiment about jealousy. Some of the questions we're interested in concern dog emotions. We're really interested in whether dogs feel guilt and they feel jealousy. And this is an area where if you ask owners, you know, 70, 80 percent of owners will say, look, you know, I think my dog is showing guilt or jealousy. And we're, we're really curious to kind of probe that take those anecdotes from owners and start trying to actually do some nice science there. So there's been a little bit, you know, maybe five, ten studies on guilt in dogs, and it's rather ambiguous, and then only one study's looked at jealousy in dogs so far. So we have some really nice studies we're trying to do where we're trying to probe, you know, if dogs get jealous, and looking at things like, you know, do dogs make inferences about jealousy? So, for example, you know, when it comes to human jealousy, for example, with our romantic partner, we don't need to see our romantic partner actually making contact with someone else. If we see them, you know, suspiciously go into a room with someone else, we might feel jealousy, right? And so what we're doing with the dogs is something similar where the owner is sitting next to a toy dog. The dog doesn't know it's a toy at this point. And we want to see if they're able to essentially mentally join the dots and realize that they must be giving their affection to this dog. So we're really interested in whether, just like humans, we make those inferences, we make those mental jumps about uh, things like jealousy. Um, if you're in a social situation, say a park, and there's another dog, the dog approaches, and you pet the other dog, does she approach and try to get in there at all? Or? Uh, she is a jealous type. She is definitely the alpha in our house. There are three of them. Mm. Um, and so if she thinks that someone's going to encroach on her, she gets a bit kind of... <laughs> um, but off lead, on the beach, most of the time she couldn't care less about the other dogs. Yeah, OK, cool. So um, what you're going to see um, is we have the, uh, the owner... And we're going to get some uh, toy dogs and some uh, other objects. So we're using furry cylinders that look, they don't look like an actual animal, but they've got a similar kind of consistency to a toy. They're soft, they're fluffy, these kind of things. And we're going to see how the dog reacts when they see their owner either petting uh, a toy dog or petting this foam roll, essentially, let's call it. There's a few stages to this test, first involving Rebecca, who the dog doesn't know very well. Then it's repeated with Wilma's owner. So how does Wilma react when she sees Rowena fussing over what appears to be another dog? From a few metres away, Wilma reacts very strongly. But then... I don't think Wilma's that much of a jealous dog. (laughs) This is just one of those studies where... So what we've just observed was Rowena patting the, the pretend dog and Wilma was giving a really strong response. You know, she was pulling on her lead, she was whimpering and she wanted to be there. But as soon as she was allowed to go there, she just started sniffing it. Yeah, so with other dogs we've seen a lot more kind of focus on the dog pushing itself between the, the, the toy dog and the owner, but... Um, yeah. Um, not Wilma. Not Wilma. Less so Wilma. Not the jealous yeah. kind. <laughs> now I'm curious, Rowena, as the owner of this dog who appears in the experiments to be completely the unjealous type, is that what she's like in real life? Uh, 
No, I, I live with two other dogs, and if you're talking to one of them, then she will definitely push her way in to try and be between me and the others. And yeah, she definitely wants most of my attention as opposed to the other dogs wanting the attention. Interesting. You're not stupid, are you, though? You realise that that's not real. <laughs> hey, hey. She said I wasn't fooled. No, not at all. You're pretty smart little cookie, aren't you? So in terms of this experiment with the dogs, Wilma didn't... The first time she saw one of those toy dogs, she looked very convinced. Very convinced, yeah. Um, and yeah. then she looked increasingly less convinced. Yeah, yeah, and that is definitely what we're finding. And we find that a lot with experiments, it's always an issue if you're running multiple trials, then order effects do come in. And this one is a particularly uh, key one for that one because obviously... Yeah, initially they're just, a, just, I guess, the outline of the dog is enough to fool them. And even in the first sniffing bit, when you release them, they go around and they sniff the tail and the ears, which are the sort of areas of scent that they would be interested in. So they're still kind of fooled, but then once the dog doesn't respond or anything, then, yeah, they're, they're absolutely not convinced. And again, we have this... Some dogs are just super quick at picking it up. Other dogs are convinced the whole way along, and you see, like, those are the ones that work really well for this experiment. So it's not... It's not even so you we... actually quite like the dumb dogs. Yeah, it's, it's like I said, it's that sweet spot between, because the one that's completely dumb is not paying any attention, is terrible. So you kind of want your medium intelligence dogs. Those are the ones that really get us the good results, at least with some of these, these ones where it's more about emotion and sort of like these deeper emotional, secondary emotion things rather than higher level intelligence. Uh, so yeah, it's basically not your wonder dogs. It's your, I'm quite smart and I'm going to have a think about it, but I can be fooled. <laughs> Looking for an emotion in animals is a really fraught area. So what we're trying to do is show whether dogs have certain signatures of human jealousy. And the idea is that we, we build up um, a number of different signatures. We search them, we look to see if they exist in, in dogs, and we can kind of make this far more nuanced argument, not saying dogs feel jealousy, but saying something like, we've shown that dogs show three of the five signatures of human jealousy. And this is a way to kind of approach the problem of you know, animal emotion, which is so closely linked to animal consciousness, which we really can't get at with the scientific method. So we can kind of approach that kind of like side-on, as it were, and get some kind of uh, measurement of how similar uh, a dog may be feeling to a human without actually really saying anything about the content of that feeling, of their subjective you know, awareness. Thanks, Alex. That was Alex Taylor, and he's at the University of Auckland. Alex is a Rutherford Discovery Fellow, and in 2015 he was awarded the Prime Minister's McDiamond Emerging Scientist Award. A big thanks too to PhD students Rebecca Hassel, Amalia Bastos and Patrick Nylands. And thanks and woof to Wilma the Black Labrador and her owner Rowena Monsell. Cheers everyone. I'm Alison Balance, and this Our Changing World podcast first aired on RNZ National on the 25th of January 2018. We are on the web at rnz.co.nz slash ourchangingworld. We're on Twitter and Facebook as RNZ Science. It's easy to subscribe to our podcasts. We are RNZ Our Changing World on Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, Radio Public and the RNZ app. And if you've got a moment, please rate and review us. Much appreciated. To find out what other podcasts RNZ has on offer, check out the podcasts and series page at rnz.co.nz. Okay, that's it. Bye for now. Mate wa. 
Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. 